Hi everyone, welcome back to A Thousand True Crimes. Uh, this is Chelsea and I'm here with my co-host Joe. Hey fam. Girl, how you doing? Hanging Hi. in there. Hanging in there? Yeah. Nothing too exciting? Nothing too exciting. Our country didn't fall apart on the 20th, so woo! <laughs> yeah, that was exciting. I was a little nervous about that. I was like, ooh, what's going to go on there? No, we did good. Um, we did good. Did you watch it? No, because it was at like 4 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were asleep. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but I'm not getting up at 4 a.m. to watch that. Like, that's just not happening. No, fair enough, fair enough. It was um, good. It was good. Good. And what you drinking? I have a Cabernet. Super delicious. Yeah. This is my new drink these days. I used to love red wine. And then once I had my son, I just like, ugh. I can do like one or two glasses. I think I've said that before. I can do like one or two glasses and then I'm out. It does weird things to your body, having a baby. It does. It's so I've heard. <laughs> it's actually like real annoying. Real annoying. Sounds like but it, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Not a fun time. Not a fun time. <laughs> What are you drinking over there? I am just drinking some cupcake Sauvignon Blanc. It's, Ooh, you know, yes. We're, yes. We're recording a little bit later, so. I love cupcake wines. That's Their Chardonnay is pretty good. I can't do Chardonnay either. I don't know. Like, I'm very, like, particular well, now. Well, Chardonnay is super, like, it's like a heavy white wine. So, like, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Even before I couldn't do it, I was just like, Ugh, not a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, we recorded another episode before this, so I'm also like two glasses deep. So this one should be interesting. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So our story today is about Major David Shannon. Have you heard of this one, Joe? No, I don't think so, at least. Okay. So we'll get our. Um, I got a lot of the information from ID, mm-hmm. Oxygen, and our favorite Murderpedia. Yes. And we'll have the links to everything and then um, the ID channel episode okay. that did this. So we'll put it all in the show notes. All on the notes. Okay, so a little background Joan Myrtle Shannon was born in Rochester, New York, and she didn't have the best childhood. When she was 12, she came home from school one day, and her parents just, like, moved away and left her behind. What? Yeah. Woof. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, she tried how, living with her... How old is she? 12. Okay. I know. Like, I was just learning how to, like, not burn bagel bites in the oven at 12. So, like, what like, the fuck? Okay. I don't understand. Jesus Christ. Okay, so piece of shit people, human beings for her parents. Ironic yeah. that we, what we, considering what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. she tried living with her older sister, but it didn't work out. So she ended up in foster care. Okay. Right after high school, she got married and had two daughters, Daisy and Elizabeth. Okay. Her first husband was abusive. So they ended up getting divorced. Shocker. After a fucking tragedy like that. Jesus Christ. Seriously. She ends up going back to school during this time and getting her GED. And then also, I do want to note that in the last episode, 
I had mentioned about like changing of names and I was like, I'm so confused. And then I remember that a lot of shows, like when I watched them, they say like names have been changed. So like if you watch the ID channel, like the names, some names are different. Oh, okay. So they so changed, might have changed them on purpose. This. I'm Got going it. off of based on what I have read in like news article and other things. So. Okay. Yeah. But I just like saw that. And then as I was like watching like more things and like doing more research, I was like, oh, duh. Like that <laughs> makes sense. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. A friend of Joan introduces her to David Shannon. David Shannon was stationed at an army post in Rochester, New York, and that's how he met Joan. And I couldn't really find too much on the internet about David, like his past, like when he was born and stuff. And again, like, I'm still working on my research skills, but I tried Googling different things and I couldn't really find out too much of his past. Okay, well, it could honestly just be private, you know? It could be. So he makes it pretty clear to her that he's a career military guy. And he works as a computer specialist to support the special forces, which is, as everybody knows, the Green Berets. Okay, okay. In 1991, they end up getting married, and then he legally adopts Daisy and Elizabeth. And during their marriage, they end up having two boys. So they got married pretty quickly. I think they they were only dating for like about a year or so, maybe a little over, give or take, Mm -hmm. before they got married. So during their marriage, they end up moving a few times. They moved to Minnesota. And in 2000, they moved to our favorite place, Fort Bragg, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Girl, I'm telling you, something about that place <laughs> makes people go fucking crazy and kill people. Does this guy murder somebody? No, he does. He he's. He, I don't want to get okay. too too far into Shit it. But gets no. crazy in Vietnam. It gets, okay, Shit it, gets, it crazy gets crazy in Vietnam. It's kind of like Fort Hood in Texas. Yeah, it's like yes, um, yes. There's that's certain army one. posts that you're just like, what? Well, you guys Shit gets crazy. An Indian burial ground or something like it's just yes. bad, bad juju. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm ready. I'm here so, for it. I'm ready. <laughs> when they move to North Carolina, the two teenage girls they start to act out, and David's sister mentioned that like the girls did not want to be disciplined, and. It was also brought up in other things that I saw and read was that it kind of came off that like Joan wasn't exactly the most loving mother and that she didn't okay. exactly like want to have children in a sense. Okay. Okay. Um, so it was almost like she didn't do any disciplining from what mm, I got from it. So the kid, it. the girls had all this like could kind of do like what they want Mm-hmm. Um, and then David was like, oh, no, we're putting rules. And again, okay. that's just like what I took from it. So like, that's my opinion. Okay. Okay. The girls end up getting a reputation around town of throwing like wild parties while their parents were at work. And at 17, oh, Daisy got me. pregnant. And at 15, Elizabeth had been kicked out of school for fights. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. These girls are angsty. Oh. All right. All right. That kind of gives you a little, as much as, like, background information as I could find. All right, here we go. So, 
Fast forward to July 22nd, 2002. Mm -hmm. It was an average night, nothing special going on. Joan puts her two younger sons to bed. Joan then tells Elizabeth and her friend Vera that they need to go to bed and lights out in an hour. Joan also mentions to Elizabeth that her and David are going to watch a movie, but he ends up like falling asleep before they actually watch the movie. Okay. At around 3 a.m., Joan is woken up because David is shot twice, once in the forehead and once in the chest while she lays next to him in bed. Whoa. Okay. Another one. We are hitting the ground running. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's shot twice. Once in the head and once in the chest. While they are sleeping in bed. All right. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So Joan calls 911 at 3.07 a.m. And she's super freaked out. And she's asking for an ambulance. And she keeps, like, shouting, like, they shot her husband. And, like, you can hear the 911. And it sounds pretty believable it's intense yeah so one of the first officers on scene oh this is an interesting name vanilla godbold i'm sorry his first name is vanilla vanilla f-a-n-e-a-l vanilla vanilla okay vanilla godbold g-o-d-b-o-l-d okay that's and name. she is an officer with the Fayetteville Police Department. She arrived at the scene. She asked Joan what had happened. And Joan was like, she says that her husband had been shot and she couldn't make out any details of the shooter, just that it was a shadowy figure in the room and that they ran down the hall. Okay. After David was shot, she calls 911 immediately. And she is outside the house waiting for them. But she never checked on her kids. I was going to say, where's her kids? Are they with her? No. No. They're still in the house. Which, like, like no. Which, like, I understand people do different things in a panic situation, but no loving parent would just leave their child. No responsible adult in charge of children would leave them. Alone, unattended in a house. If you don't where know what happened to, shot. yeah, exactly, and you don't know <laughs> what happened to the person that shot your okay. husband. Okay, yeah. painting a picture of Joan here. I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. So the clops, the clops. Jesus, this as you can Wait, tell. Wait, how much wine have you had, girl? I'm on like my third glass. <laughs> <laughs> so the cops clear the house. And when they clear the bedrooms, they, like, see the two small boys. They're safe and sound. Nothing happened to them. So we can all, oh, thank God. Yeah. Hallelujah. And they end up at Elizabeth's room, which is locked. Okay. So they yell for her to open, and she opens the door. And it's just, like, Elizabeth and her friend Vera. Okay. Oh, they're and fine. they're fine. And pretty much at this point, they discover uh, David, and he's dead. And they determine he's the main target. And it was an execution-style killing, but there's no force entry. Mm. And they test everyone in the house to make sure that they they don't have any gun residue on them. Mm -hmm. And they all test negative. So I did read somewhere that, like, Joan had residue on her, but it ended up being, like, 
I didn't relate or something like that. Like, it okay. was, like they all test negative for being like the shooter, essentially. Okay. So now the detectives are starting to wonder like, hmm, he's a computer specialist and he's a major. So he has like top secret clearance for the Green Berets. Could his job have something to do with this? Mm-hmm. They go to his command, and pretty much the command backs him up, and they say, like, everyone liked him. But, like, yeah, everything he was working on could have made him a target. Mm-hmm. But it ends up like it, that doesn't really go anywhere. They're okay. kind of like, mm, no, it doesn't Man. add up. Okay. So detectives are, like, searching the house. And they did find three firearms recovered from the master bedroom, but none of them were the murder weapon. Okay. But they do find a ton of porn magazine, magazines, videos, and sex toys in one of the closets. And I'm not talking like a couple here, a couple like boxes and boxes. Yeah, it's a lot. Boxes. Okay, listen. We have this uh, box in our bedroom that is labeled um, do not open in case of emergency so that our family knows just toss that box, you know, like just don't. Okay. So essentially if you die, I'm going to tell your family that I'm going to go to your house and grab the box for you. You go first. Because. I can guarantee you as a parent, if I went into my son's room and he had a said, do not open in case of an emergency, I'd be like, motherfucker, I'm opening this. No, it doesn't say do not open in case of an emergency. It says if there's an emergency, don't open this box. Okay, guess what I'm going to do as a parent? I'm opening that box. <laughs> okay, so I need to add another note. I'm going to say this box Please give is this only to Chelsea. for Chelsea. <laughs> Yes, thank you. And I'm not going to look in it, and I'm going to throw it in the ocean, not in the yep, ocean. Yeah, just toss like, it out there. Nobody needs I'm it. I'm just going to throw it in the trash, not into the ocean. Protect our oceans. We but that's them. one box. That's one box. Yeah, one. this is more than one. This you know how many toys we have in this box? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shit ton of toys. Boxes? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. What year is this? Hold on. Wait, before I like get too crazy, because was, was porn available on the internet? Yes, this is 2002. No, like, what the fuck? Okay, all right. So we got yeah. some weird shit going on. Yeah. I guess, yeah, 2000. I mean, you I have internet just then. becoming. Yeah, but, uh, like, I still remember having a computer room in 2001 and 2002. But you had, but internet was, but it was, was available. It was available. It's not like it is today. Right. And you yeah. shouldn't have boxes of porn in your attic. Okay. All right, cool. Okay. All right. Anyways. Moving on from the I'm just trying to figure out, listen, I don't want to kink shame. You live your kink. You do your kink. Enjoy it. I'm trying to rationalize how much boxes and boxes of toys are, and that seems excessive. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the detectives are like, huh, this is like, it's a little weird. Like, we're going to question so they question Joan about their marriage, and what they find is that Joan and David had an open marriage. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Now it makes okay. a little more sense. Joan claims that it was his idea to have the open marriage, like, early in their marriage. Okay. So they end up becoming involved in the swinger lifestyle, and okay. the detectives 
find out that they are active members of the Fayetteville Gangbangers, which is a swingers club. Oh my. <laughs> I was like, that's quite a name for a, no kidding. a club there. Good gracious. <laughs> when I when I heard like the Gangbangers like swingers club for some reason, the vampire club that we went to in North in uh, New Orleans oh, like, yeah, popped yeah. in my head. Oh, yeah. That's where they met. You know, there's there's some some chapter of the gangbangers that are meeting there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's a different story for a different time. <laughs> Why are her knees bloody? I just remember asking him, like, Chelsea. where were all the vampires? And you were like, you were literally talking to them (laughs) for anyone that has been to new orleans like it's a whole it's a whole different world it's so fun it's so much fun and it was my bachelorette party we ended up somehow at a like one of the only vampire club like and vampires i put in like quotes like um i don't know i don't want to they consider themselves vampires right i to be honest, I'm not fully educated, so I'm just. As I'm lost not as educated, you on this. but anyways, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it was one of the only vampire clubs that was open to the public, and it used to be like a BDSM club back in like yeah. the 70s. And anyways, yeah. I was talking to the bartender. She's super nice, and they had one of the best drinks I've ever had. Such great the drinks. The Witch's Brew. I yeah. still remember that through all the drinks I had. It was so good. And I was, like, so determined. I was, like, I want to meet a vampire. Like, who are these people? It's very interesting. Well, she was, like, one of them. I talked to her the whole night, and I had no idea. So Yeah. And, like, that that one. That was was the one right there. That was. Yeah. Well, then I also walked in an all-white dress. So, like, with black lights. So I looked like the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, she just straight up looked like the virgin ready for sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little interesting. Um, Anyways. (laughs) Oh, good times. Good times. Um, so they're part of the Gangbangers Club. And the Shannons would record and take pictures of what they were doing in the bedroom. Okay. So Joan and David had a rule, though. It's okay. just sex. And David yep. gets to watch. Ooh. But then I also saw saw articles where like Shannon got to watch. So I think it's kind of um Joan got to watch. So I think it's kind of like I think it came off like David got to watch more, but okay. then also like I She don't got know. in. She got into it from time to time. From yeah. time to time. Okay. So now the detectives are like, "Huh. That's a little interesting." Okay. And they track down some of the members, and they, one of the members from the group tells them to check out Jeffrey Wilson. Okay. So, David had contacted Jeffrey Wilson sometime in, like, end of November, beginning of December of 2001 in a chat room, which Joan had requested but because his name in the chat room was Black Stuntman. Okay. Also, David and Jeffrey worked together. Oh, that's not good. So Jeffrey worked at the military hospital. Yeah. Okay. And in February of 2002, Dave introduced Joan to Jeffrey based on Joan's request. And Joan and Jeffrey start to have sexual encounters. And it's not too long before they start to see each other weekly. Hmm. That wasn't part of the plan. 
Well, Joan and Jeffrey start having one-on-ones and David agrees to this. So David is no longer involved in like their one-on-ones, but he agreed to it. Okay. Okay. All right. Then that all's well, all is well. But she ends up bringing Jeffrey to the house and, in, and introduces him to Elizabeth and the two boys. They start going out to dinner. They're coming back to the house. So this relationship is now turning, turning into more than just sex. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they interview Jeffrey and pretty much he like admits that he would go after women who were married or in a relationship, but weren't being satisfied. And he would fill in the gap of what the boyfriend or husband couldn't do. Okay. Hence black stuntman. Ah, okay. Yeah. Kinky little devil. Mm-hmm. So... He tells detectives that over the months, Joan started to develop feelings for him. But Jeffrey really refused to get romantically involved. And Joan was like buying him things and taking him to dinner. So he was getting a lot out of this. Like at one point she like, I don't know if she she offered, I don't know if she bought, but like he had mentioned a motorcycle. Damn. Yeah. Wait, so like, so they're making money. In whatever the career is that they have in the military. Um, I mean, as a major, you're you're doing pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I okay. don't know what Jeffrey Wilson's rank was. It was never established. And he could have maybe been just like a civilian working at the military hospital. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay. But um, he's making, he has some cash. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So eventually David figures out that Joan is getting feelings for Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And pretty much tells her that, like, she can't do any more one-on-ones and that it's, like, it's over. It's done. Fair. Because that's part yeah. of their agreement. Yeah. Yeah, fair. But Jeffrey and Joan keep seeing each other behind David's back. Hmm. But, like, Jeffrey put up that, like, very, like, I'm just here for the sex. Like, we're not getting romantically involved. Like, this is just, it's never going to happen. Okay. So detectives are like, uh-uh, you're the prime sus- suspect. But Jeffrey's alibi works checks out. He was at work that night. Perfect. Okay. So now they're like, okay, could it be Joan? Could it? I don't know. We're about I'm to not, find out. I was going to say, she's not on my radar, but I guess it could be. So two things are sticking out to detectives at this point. When David was shot, there was hardly any blood splatter on Joan. Right, But there was yeah. blood everywhere and brain matter on the bed and the wall which if you were next to a person who had just been shot there would have been like something i see they they asked her about this and she said that she sleeps wrapped up in blankets and there were there was blood on the blankets okay Hmm. two when she called 911, she ran out of the house thinking the killer might still be inside. And left her kids and, there. And left her kids there. And no parent, no, like you said, no responsible adult would ever do that. Hell no. Hell no. Trust me, you don't have to be a parent. If anything happened with my charges, you best believe I'm going down with a fight. Mm-hmm. Not so, even again, my charges. If something ever happened with your child while they were in my care, I'm not right? going down without a fight. You know, like it's not happening. Yes. 
Yes, like I don't fuck with kids. Like, no, you would have to kill me to hurt my son. Like that's no. just how it is. I would never just like if I woke up and my husband had been shot, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I just Step saw the, two, the killer room. run out the room. I would be going straight to my son's room. I would Absolutely. not be like. Absolutely. Yep. I would be kicking out the window and jumping down our two-story house. So I'd this like, is making them speculate that maybe she wasn't <laughs> as stressed out about a killer being the house as she claimed. She stated, like I said, that she had she was panicked and she wasn't thinking. But like. Okay. Uh, we'll see. I don't. Yeah. We'll see. So also. In 2002, Elizabeth overhears a phone conversation where Joan says, blank, rides on a plane, rides on planes all the time. Why can't one of those planes, why can't one of his planes go down? Ooh, not good, not good, not good. Okay. So a week after the murder, the detectives get a call. Because at this point, they they suspect Joan, but they don't have, like, any evidence. Okay. Really. So they get a call. And the person said that he was at a party with Elizabeth and he overheard Elizabeth and Vera talking about how Elizabeth was bragging that she shot her stepdad. What? Mm-hmm. So now they start to look into Elizabeth's past. How old she, is Elizabeth at this time? Do we know? 15. 15. She's okay. 15. Okay. So she did have a history of running her away. Past. And like I said... Huh? Yeah, her past, her, her 15. Her past. Like, yeah. Yesterday. That's what they mean. Yesterday. I just got done shopping at Claire's at like 14. So like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Like her past. Yeah. All right. So, they're checking it out. Yeah. And like I mentioned, she had gotten kicked out of school because of fights and this and that. Um, she did have a history of running away, sneaking boys into the house, drugs. And like I said, she was not close with her mother at all. It was mm-hmm. almost as if her mom didn't really want her. Mm-hmm. She was overlooked and didn't have any love or guidance from her mom. Aww. Yeah, which is really sad. The detectives yeah. go to speak to Elizabeth, but she ran away. And her mom was like, oh, she ran away a couple days ago. Like, very, like, nonchalant about it. So they go to talk to Vera Jackson, and Vera denies that she was involved in the murder. Because Vera was the friend mm-hmm. that had was there that night. And they kind of, like, scare her into talking about, like, the time she could get if she was withholding information. Mm-hmm. And Vera and finally talks. She's young. And she said she wasn't really there. She was outside when David was shot and admits that Elizabeth did shoot her father. What? Mm-hmm. So the day before, before the murder, Vera and Elizabeth went to a construction site and practiced shooting. They ask, like, the detectives are like, where did, where did Elizabeth get the gun and, like, the idea? And Vera yeah, tells yeah. them that Joan did, and it was Joan's idea. <gasps> no! And it is very important to know that Vera was never charged with any crime. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, what? So it's, what she's insinuating is that this child who is desperate for her mother's attention and approval tried to plant the seed in this child's mind that perhaps if she took care of this problem for her mother, 
there might be some reward of attention. Pretty much, yeah. <gasps> what a bitch! Oh, and my that, God! Like, they could start over, and they could have a new life, <gasps> and, yeah. Oh, my so God! So, Joan, like, preyed on her daughter's, like, insecurity and weaknesses. That they had as a result of her bad parenting? Yeah. Okay. Here we so, go. I know it's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> so July 30th, 2002, Fayetteville police arrest Joan Shannon for murder and conspiracy to commit murder. Okay. Police get a tip that Elizabeth was hiding in a local uh, mobile home park and arrest her. Okay. Because remember, she ran away and they couldn't find her. Yeah, yeah. The police, though, they did tell her her rights and that she did have a right to a lawyer and all that stuff. So she knew she had the right to a lawyer, but she's 15, and she doesn't really understand what that means. No, In she's her a baby. mind, she's thinking, oh, I don't have money to pay for a lawyer, so I can't afford one. Aww. So I have no choice but to talk to the police. So PSA, if you are ever in that situation, please know that the court has to appoint a lawyer to defend you if you can't afford one. For free. For free. Yep. So if you are ever taken into questioning, do not say a word. I don't care how guilty it makes you look. Do not say a word. Say, I want wait, a wait, lawyer. Wait for your lawyer. Yep. Done. End of story. Don't even. Yep. But anyways, Elizabeth admits to shooting David. And gave what? the gun. Yep. And gave the gun along with her clothes to her friends who were outside waiting for her in a back. Again, her friends never got charged. Like, I don't think they really, they didn't really know what was going on. I mean, they're children. They're children. Yeah, they're, they're children. When asked why she did it, she said, because my mom wanted me to. Oh, oh, my heart is breaking. Joan had spent months trying to convince her to kill David. Joan keeps pushing her and promising her a better life, and she needs her to do this and everything will go back to normal oh she started to spend time with elizabeth which she never did before and she was talking to her and listening to her pretty much she's like being a mom to convince her to do this oh my god this is horrible yeah so august 2005 this is when the trial took place uh elizabeth accepts a plea deal taking the stand to testify against joan and tells the jury what happened on july 22nd okay so this is everything that i read on murder, I think it's like Murderpedia where they have the transcripts yeah. in the trial. So this is what I read from what Elizabeth said on the trial and like all the testifying and all that stuff. So before the before the murder, Elizabeth testifies that Joan had attempted to poison David several times in late April and early May of 2002. Also, Elizabeth says Joan once asked Daisy if she knew where she could acquire the date rape drug to give to David. David had over $700,000 in life insurance, and all of that would go to Joan. And since he was active duty, Joan and the kids would get monthly military benefits if David died. Joan couldn't find anyone to kill David, so she she, turns to Elizabeth. Elizabeth testified. She turns to her daughter, her her 15-year-old daughter. Yeah, well, she turned to her 17-year-old daughter, too. Oh, my God. What a bitch. So Elizabeth testified that jo- Joan asked her if she knew anybody that would be able to shoot David. 
Elizabeth said that she would talk to her friend Anthony Jones about getting a gun, but Jones refused to help her. Elizabeth then asked Because he's Donald, smart? Yeah. Donald White if he could kill David for money, but David, but Donald refuses as well. Also smart. Now, this is when Jones starts to pressure Elizabeth into doing the murder. She gives, eventually, she eventually gives Elizabeth a gun, told her how it worked, and ended up putting the loaded gun, bullets, and surgical gloves in a drawer in Elizabeth's room. Oh. My dear Jesus. I know. The very next day, Elizabeth agrees to it. Special place in hell. So on July 22nd, 2002, at 11 p.m., Joan told her... We were going to watch a movie and go to bed, which is the code that everything is good to go. <gasps> Elizabeth puts on the surgical gloves and sweat clothes over her clothes, gets the gun that Joan gave her, then heads into the master bedroom. Elizabeth stands over David and shoots him in the head. He starts to breathe erratically, so she shoots him again in the chest. Joan then grabs a cordless phone and tells Elizabeth to dispose of the gun and that Joan says, I need to think of something to cry about. How dare she? Yeah. Well, How it gets a little... dare she? I know. I know. It's, How... it's insane. How you could manipulate your daughter's love and, and need for you. Well, any child's need. To such a... How dare she? I know. To any oh child. Oh, my and God. Yes, not just a daughter. I mean, your son, your child's child. need for yeah. a mother I mean, you that you've hear... been denying them. Because you hear about how, like, children are like, I just, like, they could have the most abusive parents, and they're like, they still love them. It's I know it's like it's, a sick nature of us us it's a as sick children. Nature. We love our so parents. So all all our children want to do is have our love and acceptance, and we'll do almost anything. Not even a joke to have that. Not even a joke. So, where are they now? Here we Joan go. was sentenced to life in prison without parole on August thirty first, two thousand and five. Yes, and is that the Southern Correctional Institution in I think it's Tr- Troy, North Carolina. Ooh, that's not a good spot. Good. It doesn't sound like it's, I mean, it doesn't sound like there's a lot going on in Troy, North Carolina. No, it's not a great, it's not a good prison. Elizabeth was sentenced to 25 to 31 years in prison. and 25? Yeah, is at the North Carolina Correctional Institute for Women in Raleigh. She's near you. Yeah, I was going to say that's in Raleigh. Yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, Yeah. and like. That's a good prison. That's a good one. I have a hard time. I have a hard time allowing minors to be in prison for that long. I get that there are some. There are some that 100% need to be behind bars for the rest of their life. I there are, there are, there's a lot of cases. But not um, this little girl. But I also think that at 15, you're still a with the child. context. With the context and of this specific case, like she got fucked over by her mom, by her yeah. mom. And it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. I think there's a lot of cases that should be reexamined that involve children. Yeah, I'm I don't just, disagree with you. Especially, like, people of color. Like, we know mm-hmm, it. Like, mm-hmm. And I do think if you get sentenced as a child to prison, especially for that long, I think it should be, like, 
mandatory that you get your GED. Yeah. And then you can decide if you want to do a trade or go to or get your college degree. Yeah. And that should be, I mean, it's. And in course therapy. But it's a very like sad. Like, yeah, it's really. And like the thing that sucks is like she did this to gain her mother's approval. Mm -hmm. And now that she's done it. And she didn't have a lawyer representing her. She's and she didn't. That's just and her mom wasn't there for her. Then, of course, she wasn't surprised, surprised. And now she's facing 25 years minimum. Right. That's what you said. Yeah, 25, 25 to 31 years. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't seem right. And and not only that. OK, so and that's what I was getting at is not only that she's bearing the burden of having murdered somebody, which at 15 doesn't mean anything to you at 25. That's going to fuck up your life. So. Put a pen in that because, I mean, I'm very, I'm very pro, like, I think our justice system needs to be reformed. Our prison system needs to be reformed, Um, especially when it comes to children. I do believe that children, I don't believe that a 45-year-old male rapist is going to be able to be fixed. I don't think that's possible, but I do believe that a 15-year-old child. Little girl, child. I'm going to say child because boys and girls can they have more of a chance and opportunity if we are giving them the guidance and the love that they need yeah absolutely so elizabeth's earliest release date is in 2029 so it's coming up and she would be 42 years old holy shit yeah god damn it maintains her innocence and solely blames and solely blames Elizabeth. Fuck Joan. What a piece of shit person. Yeah. Since Elizabeth has been in prison, she has racked up over 30 offenses ranging from theft to to fighting to sexual acts. Oh, poor baby. David's family stood by Joan, laying blame solely on Elizabeth. Nice. David's sister was has quote saying, Elizabeth is a very vindictive evil child. And she told Snapped that I know Joan is innocent. She had nothing to do with David's murder. This was what? Elizabeth, Elizabeth's evilness. And that is the uh, case of Major David Shannon. I So his family, with the exception mm-hmm. of his, his family, with the exception of his sister, are like no, his Elizabeth sister. is innocent. It just, it, from what I saw on um oxygen was that i'm on the website right now okay it just mentions the sister-in-law so david's sister elizabeth is very invictive evil child virginia i'm sorry i just don't believe children can be evil i don't know maybe i'm wrong um yeah damn yeah i gotta feel sorry for her and like i do feel sorry I feel sorry for Elizabeth because I don't think she had the chance. A chance. chance. No. Yes. I think at 15, if you're getting kicked out of school for fights, there's a, you have a lot of anger and there's a lot of things going on. Yes. Yes. So, but yeah. Oh my God. It was a crazy one. No, I just, I have, I have no words. Like that's awful. Mm -hmm. All of that Mm -hmm. is awful. Because like if Joan is telling the truth, which my personal 
opinion is that she's not. But if she is, that is really sad that she's spending the rest of her life in prison. Yeah, I suppose. Because. Did it say, did they have, how many witnesses did they have in the, the transcripts? Did it say? Oh, no. I mean, they probably did, but it gets into like really legal terminology. I feel like the fact that Elizabeth like started talking yeah. But it does make me yeah. wonder scared. that David's family is so on Joan's side. Like, what? Because everything <clears throat> I found, it was all, like, anti-Joan. I didn't find much, like, oh, this is why it could have not involved Joan. But the family... But then we have to go back to Jeffrey McDonald's that episode. Is, but, but they became... There's a ton of evidence that came out. And I guess maybe they're not doing the research. I don't know. I mean, um, Freddie was like, fuck you, Jeff. I'm coming after you after he did his own fucking research. So, like, maybe, I don't know. I'm just saying from everything that I found, it's very that Joan is the one that masterminded it and Elizabeth is the one that pulled the trigger. I think that you're right. And I'm not trying to say that, like, she shouldn't be punished. I think regardless, she's at 15, you're old enough to know you shouldn't kill people, A. And B, like, they're just... I'm not saying that she shouldn't have consequences for doing that act, but 25 years seems real And if you're going to do something that steep, then it needs to be mandatory, like, you have to get your GED. You have to either pick a trade... Or you go to, you do school in, in a prison. Yeah, yeah. I'm not opposed to that either. I mean, like. Because I feel like. Therapy the, should be mandated. Like, what is it, like Switzerland or something like that? They did where they, like, actually yeah. gave therapy. Like, every prisoner had therapy. And, like, they got their education. They had that resource. And, like, majority of them were were able to function they did better in society yeah. yeah no we have a fucked up system that's really now, fucked up am i really... saying that all children that commit crimes deserve this no, no. because no. there are a lot of cases that i've heard and read about where children i'm just like yep you're yeah. just evil hate to say it but yeah something's not i don't want to say evil let me take that back something's not well, right let's not say evil let's say damaged, damaged. But anyways, Joe, quickly, what's your weekly win? Because Baby B is, like, losing his shit. So my my weekly win is that I'm, like, super on top of my Valentine's Day shit. I am on it this year. This year's shit is going to be cute and sweet and romantic, and I'm so excited. Oh, good. What about you? Um, what's your weekly win? I am getting back into my routine of working out, and so the past two days – I have been working out because we're recording this a little bit earlier than we normally do. Um, my past few days, I've been working out, getting up at five, Woo! doing my thing. So trying to lose oh, all the weight girl. that me and my husband gained when he was home. <laughs> I put on like my shorts that like are always usually pretty loose on me and they were like a little tight and I was like, you are not 22 anymore, girl. Ooh. You got to stop. You can't, you can't eat. You oh, can't eat God. cheese fries at midnight anymore. Again. Like, you got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. All right. Well, listen, you guys follow us. Um, our Facebook page is A Thousand Ways, um, or sorry, excuse me, A Thousand True Crimes 
podcast discussion group and then on instagram it's a thousand true crimes pod we have all of our drop dates all of our information all of the links are on there and if you really really love us and you really really want to be an mvp um leave us a review on apple Podcasts. give us a like give us a follow give us a subscribe and if you want to be an mvp we will give you a personal shout out share our content that would be awesome we would love you for it yes um so that's all i got i got until next time all right we'll see you guys next week for another hopefully not so horrible crime (laughs) um it's not so great because it's a crime but God damn it. No problem. I was actually, okay. I already just did it. I just got done last night and I was like, oh, it's not so bad. And then I remembered and I was like, no, it's actually pretty, it's, it's a little worse. Listen, it's true crime. Yeah. If you're expecting to have a happy ending, you're in the wrong podcast. No, no, no. Go over to a thousand ways <laughs> yes. to have a happy marriage. Happy, happy endings, endings there. there. <laughs> not happy endings here. All right. Bye. Bye y'all. guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>